Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, the season's over, but the awards keep rolling mm. in for the Broncos. Hank, let's clap it up. We got Pat Sertan with the NFLPA's player uh, awarded first team All-Pro. We got Jerry Judy coming in with the Offensive Player of the Week. The Bama Boys, the Broncos Bama yep. Boys are killing it today with the awards and welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast of course presented by DraftKings Sportsbook where you use that promo code DNVR over DraftKings Sportsbook you can turn $505 into $200 in free bets by betting on an NFL team to win this weekend so check them out over at DraftKings Sportsbook Mm -hmm. Henry Jerry Judy and Pat Sertan coming in with some big awards today. Yeah, I mean, we all expected a whole bunch of Broncos awards for this season. <laughs> right, exactly. Who wasn't spending the last four months waiting for all the awards to roll in? I would say uh, six months ago we expected it. True. We'd yeah. be kind of disappointed. Yeah, 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 we would be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for Jerry Judy to get AFC Player of the Week, Offensive Player of the Week, yeah. that's it's really impressive. Yeah. Like, it's it's rare that the Broncos have gotten one of those awards. I yeah. think that's the first since Philip Lindsay in 2018. Yep. It's a long time to go without an offensive player of the week. But Jerry Judy did it. All he took did. was 193 yards from yep. scrimmage. Yep. And that's the second most, or that was the most from a receiver this mm-hmm. week. And I think it's mm-hmm. the second most this year from oh. an AFC receiver. Interesting. Because, yeah, of I course, know. you have Justin Jefferson in the NFC Every just going crazy. But yeah. in the AFC... <laughs> Yeah, totally. I think it's the 11th most yards from scrimmage for any player in any game. All year. All year. How about that? That's pretty good. And on top of it, what makes it even more impressive is, remember, Russell Wilson had 13 passing yards with 31 seconds left in the first half. So Jerry Judy was able to do all of this, most of this damage in just one half of work. Yep. Which is just crazy. And uh, it just really shows the potential 
that Jerry Judy can be. And what I've just loved about his season is he's matched that potential with a really impressive floor outside mm -hmm. of what was it, week two or three? Something like that. He hasn't had under 50 receiving yards when he's played more than like one yeah. snap in a game. That's been his floor, and we've seen what his ceiling has been over these past couple of weeks. And it's just exciting. It's exciting what it can be. Mm -hmm. It totally is. There was a big debate in the Madden League chat this morning about whether the Broncos should take a first-round pick in a trade for Jerry Judy. Ooh. What do you think? Uh, now I think we're entering that conversation where teams may want to do that, but yep. I don't think the Broncos are willing to do that now no. because I think Jerry has proved that he can be that mm -hmm. 15th overall pick. Not that he's there yet, yep. but I think he's proved that he can be that guy. And if you're starting to see a guy finally develop into that and you need him at that position because Tim Patrick missed all year, Cortland Sutton has not proven that he's a true number mm -hmm. one receiver, you can't trade him away right now unless you get blown away. I imagine yep. we're talking the first round pick being like, bottom five yeah, yeah yeah like the bottom five pick in the, in the first round i mean if you're given a top 10 pick well then uh, sure of course you you absolutely uh probably do that probably top five you have to oh my top, gosh yeah top 10 i i'm i'm still uh, kind of concerned no. because you think like what are you going to do with that pick well you probably need a receiver <laughs> and so what, what do you have in the top 10 i mean maybe quentin johnson's around there who's a really exciting prospect and he'd be a little bit cheaper for for the not this year. Well, I guess a little cheaper this year, probably. But then for the year after, he'd be cheaper. And then you still have him under contract. So that's nice. But also, do you really want to go with a, a rookie receiver in this offense and you need production? And so I do think it's a conversation. And, and that's fair. I just think if you're going that direction and you do trade him for a top 10 pick, which I think the, that value would be incredible, True. I think you're going and getting an offensive tackle with that yep. one. Uh, and then receiver. maybe you're taking that pick from the 49ers that's going to be bottom mm -hmm. five pick in the first round. And maybe you're trading that for a veteran receiver that's available. It's possible. DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Could you think about that trade? You move Jerry Judy and a first-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins and a rookie top 10 tackle. Would you do that right Ooh. now? Yes. Yeah, I would I would do, do that. Man, I would definitely I, do that. Did we just put together a great package? <sighs> well, the thing is, I don't think the Cardinals take Jerry Judy for DeAndre Hopkins straight up. Uh, no, they're taking, Jerry, they're taking DeAndre Hopkins for the late first-round pick. Oh. And then you're trading Jerry <sighs> Judy... For the rookie tackle. That is true, isn't it? Yep. So I still think they could probably do better. No. What the Broncos? No, the the Cardinals. Oh, the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Really? Okay. I think they get a first round pick, but some people think maybe they get a, a second round, but that's maybe a conversation we have in the future yes. because we've got a lot to talk about today. Also, Pat Sertan. This is the first time the NFLPA has had the players vote on an all-pro team, and Pat Sertan ends up first-team all-pro. There's only two corners on this list, yep. and he's one of them. Who is the other? I didn't see that. I don't know. I was only I guess it was on Sauce. Pat Sertan. It's got to be Sauce. Uh, no, it was not Sauce. I know it was not Sauce. Yeah, so the players maybe understand that Sauce had some penalties throughout his time. I mean, not many. <laughs> Interesting. Who else would even be up there? Like um, Jair Alexander could be if they voted late, like I, after that second Vikings game. I don't even think. Yeah, I mean, that would be impressive because he got yeah. cooked in the first Vikings game and then absolutely shut down. That worked fine for Pat. It did. Against Devontae Adams. It, that's very true. You're right. Wow. Um, I can pull it up right here. Maybe one okay. Of those Eagles we, corners. We, it was uh, bingo. 
Darius Slay. Darius Slay, yeah. Slay and Sertan. Yep. Man, that's a pretty good uh, oh, yep. name for a backfield. Wow. For a cornerback room. Slay and Sertan. Maybe the Broncos should look into that. Oh, trade for see Slay? If you could, uh, yeah, <laughs> pull Darius Slay in here. Gosh, that would be so... I mean, could you imagine if somehow they were able to get Sauce Gardner this past year? Obviously, they were so far away from ever being able to do that, yeah. but just the idea of that is so sexy. It is. It w- Sexy Slay and Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) And throw in Simmons. And Simmons. Okay, then who's the safety? Stearns. Stearns. Stearns, Slay, Oh, my goodness. Wow. (laughs) We got to send this to George Payton. Yes, and he's only one move away. It's true, yeah. That's also true. That's a good (laughs) point. That's a really good point. And let's hop into talking about George Payton and talking about this coaching staff. But first, please hit us with a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it if you're tuning in on YouTube. Don't know why we have a thumbs down already. Uh, Maybe people don't like sexy Slay, Sertan, Simmons, Stearns. People... Oh, people already not liking one. Oh, of course, they don't want Jerry Judy traded. But that just shows... If he, if we're talking about him being traded for a first-round pick, that shows how much of a step he's taken this year, mm-hmm. specifically in these last few games. So that's a big positive to Jerry Judy is just if he can be worth a first-round pick, it's not even a guarantee that you trade him, as Henry kind of pointed out. But it's just it shows just how good uh, of of a, a season he's had in really a past couple of weeks. So don't mm-hmm. worry about that. We are not just advocating to just straight up trade Jerry Judy. It shows just how good he has become. Okay, Henry, mm-hmm. let's talk about this coaching search because there has been. A lot of news, and news is continuing yes. to roll in, and news will continue to roll in. Hey, really appreciate everyone that hit us with the thumbs up. It's jumped a lot just since asking for that, so thank you. Yeah. Um, yesterday, the Broncos, well, the news of the day is the Broncos today are having an in-person interview with Jim Caldwell. We will jump into Jim uh, mm-hmm. in the second segment, but first, let's talk about what happened yesterday. The Broncos talked to Ijiro Ivaro, their defensive coordinator, had an in-person interview with him, their first in-person interview. And Henry, let's just start off by breaking down who Ivaro is, because of course he's the Broncos defensive coordinator, but let's give kind of a three-minute recap summary on who he is. Let's start that timer, producer Tiffany. And Henry, I'll let you begin. Um. Oh boy, bad way to start. <laughs> bad way to start. I mean, we all know uh, about the history, I think. he's He comes from the Vic Fangio tree uh, of, of defensive coordinators. Um and, and it's gone really well for him in his first stint as a coordinator. You know, up to this point, he'd only been position coach, a DB's coach with the Rams last year, um, and has been seen as kind of an up-and-comer. But again, one year of experience, that isn't a whole lot uh, for somebody who's getting hype as a head coach candidate. Um, the, the Broncos' defense was really good this year. I don't think that's really up for debate. Whether it was one of the three or four best defenses in the league is up for debate. Not How even much- close. Okay, see, there's the debate. <laughs> and uh, whether whether the defense is better or worse than it was last season under Vic Fangio is also kind of up for the debate. Sure, yeah. So you look at what happened on the field and say, y- you, you can't really attack him for it, but how much credit do you give him? I think that's kind of where Bronco fans are. Um, has a great personality, a little bit laid back. All, all the defensive players seem to really like his uh, approach. Love um, but... You know, if the Broncos are looking for for a kick in the ass, you know they're, they're calling Jim Harbaugh 
having some of those conversations, then I'm not sure if Ejiro Averro really fits that mold. Uh, at the same time, though, defensive coordinator, a, a lot of success, potential to be a, a very good head coach going forward. Coach E is incredibly respected in the Broncos organization. Yes. Despite having a lot of things with the coaching staff that didn't work this mm -hmm. year, he is one that has absolutely worked from calling the defense to his players absolutely loving him in a way where they respect him as well. It's not like they love him and then run all over him. They respect the hell out of him. The George mm -hmm. Payton and the owners really respect him. That's why he is so far the only candidate that has had an in-person interview that was on the staff last mm -hmm. year. Really respect before joining the Broncos. He was, uh, uh, of course, on the Rams uh, as their secondary coach. Before that, he was their secondary coach for one year and passing game coordinator. Before that, he was the Rams safeties coach for four seasons. Yep. Before that, though, Henry, Coach E had not been a position coach in the NFL. So he is still a very young coach, very fresh coach. Like I said, though, very respected. He also has two other interviews, one with the Colts, one with the Texans, to be their head coach. This is a guy that is rising quickly in the NFL. So if you get him, you are taking a gamble by first-time head coach, only one year as a coordinator. But if you don't don't hire him as your head coach. And let's say he does stay on staff for another year. He's a guy that you're probably not going to have on your staff for very long because of how widely respected he is. He started off as Nathaniel Hackett's friend here. People were a little worried yeah. about that. And he has quickly turned in to one of the hottest head coaching candidates, not just with the Broncos, but in this cycle, still very young, still very inexperienced. But there we go. That is Coach E for you in a nutshell. So now my next question for you, Henry, is... How much of a chance does he have to actually get this job? I said it when we had this conversation a week or so ago, maybe. I don't think he has a chance. No chance, zero. I, I, I have a tough time seeing it happen. So courtesy interview then? Yeah, for the most part. Mm. And, and I think, you know, some, sometimes the, the conversations that you have, the interviews, can be more about learning about... about maybe the candidates' views on things and what they would do differently. And I think with an in-house candidate like Ajiro Averro, that kind of makes some sense, that, that you would go to him and be like, what would you do if you were the head coach here? Because he's had an upfront view of what happened this season. Yeah. And so I think there's some value in talking to him. I don't think the owners are saying, ah, let's just do it because we have to do it. But I do think that you know, the, the Broncos have swung and missed on so many first-time head coaches. I don't think they really want to do that again. Maybe their hand is forced, but I, I would be surprised if they go this route. And on top of that, when you look at the, the team this year, I don't think you want to promote from within. I think you want to kind of cut the head off of this thing and Whoa. insert somebody <laughs> else. It's getting bloody. You know? Well, it is getting bloody, <laughs> but I think it's kind of what needs to happen is you need, you've committed to the reset. I, I think there was a case to be made for running it back one year and seeing if some continuity would help. But but that idea kind of went out of the building when Nathaniel Hackett was fired. And so at this point, I do think you just need some some new blood in there. Incredibly good point. And I, and I agree with you, Henry. I don't think he really has a chance at all. I think this was, you were the best coach on our staff this past year. We're going to give you this interview, not just because we respect you and courtesy, but to help you at other places as well. Because mm -hmm. from what I understand, the Broncos are ready to move on from it, from everyone yeah. inside that building. Now, not necessarily that they're going to kick everyone out uh, and not bring them back. 
back, but they understand that if they go hire a different head coach, they're okay with that guy coming mm-hmm. in and bringing his own defensive coordinator so that they want to help Coach E out, and it has helped. I mean, he has an interview with the Texans, totally. an interview with the Colts. I feel I'm so happy for him with those. Hopefully he is able to land Definitely. one of those jobs because, Henry, I don't think it's going to happen from within. Here's the argument to hire him, mm-hmm. though. It's if you think he's really one of the most upcoming coaches in the NFL and you don't want to let him get away, you hire him a year too early Mm -hmm. than letting him go. Because we talk about some candidates, Jim Caldwell, 67 years old. It's probably a really shorter term play if you go after him, if you go after some of these other older coaches. If you go after Coach E because you think he's the guy for the long term, well, maybe you have some growing pains in year one and year two, which I know scares the hell out of people, and I totally understand because the yep. Broncos have had growing pains from first-time head coaches, and the most notable was just last year. Those are the worst growing yep. pains. But you go after him because you think he's the guy for the next 10, 15 years if you're able to see him like that. And also, I think Coach E, when people look at him in Denver, they say, uh, he's a defensive guy. He would be the defensive head coach and call the defensive plays, and you know he'd be the Vic Fangio, the Vance Joseph I don't think so. I think he's viewed inside that organization as the CEO type, as a guy that would come in, probably give up defensive play calling duties and just be the CEO, the next Mike Tomlin, they would hope. That's the type of person he is, commands a lot of respect. So that's who the Broncos, I think, would be getting if they go after Coach E. I just have a hard time thinking that they go after a guy with no experience. And then on top of it, one year of experience as a coordinator. And then, as you said, Henry, on top of that, his year of experience as a coordinator, the defense was good. They were great to start. They finished as the 14th best scoring defense in the NFL. That's slightly above average. So it's not like you can say Mm -hmm. a defensive genius mastermind. And then on top of that, he was with a head coach who, I mean, there was barely anything that Coach E could learn from Nathaniel Hackett. Maybe two mm-hmm. weeks of under Rosberg, but they're not even giving Rosberg an interview as of now. Yeah, it's just not a good fit to me. And I think what, what really makes it unlikely is that there does seem to be a pretty clear hierarchy. You know, it's it's you know Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton. That's who they're going after. If they can't get one of those, it seems like Dan Quinn's kind of the safety. If they can't get him, then that's when you kind of open things up from there. But there's also other coaches who fit the mold that you'd expect the Broncos to go after better than Jiro Overo does. And that's why you just have to go so far down the list, I think, before they offer him the job that yeah. I just can't see it happening. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he's in Tier 3, and we'll probably rank these maybe tomorrow okay. or, or early next week. Uh, but you mentioned the hierarchy. We know that this new coach is going to report straight to Greg Penner. Yep. It feels like if they hire Coach E it would fit more into uh, going to the GM first and then the GM just reports to the mm-hmm. to the, uh, to the the owner. It doesn't feel like he would really be on equal playing level yep. with George Payton. So I think that's a great point. And Henry, we mentioned some playoff games this weekend. If you want to get in, head to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up. If you bet $5 on any NFL game, new users will get $200 in free bets. No better way to start off your account than with $200 and free bets during playoff season and of course got playoffs on saturday playoffs on sunday playoffs on monday right before this pod 
I placed some big bets on two games <laughs> that I think need to be placed right now. It does not look like Lamar, Lamar Jackson is going to play for the Ravens. Maybe even not Tyler Huntley either. So the Ravens could be facing the exact same game they had last week against the Bengals where they crushed them. Right before this show started, Ravens were a 7.5-point underdog. I bet at kickoff, Henry, that's like 10.5. So I got in on it right now. If you guys want to follow my lead, you can do that over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Also, Bills earlier this morning were a 10-point favorite. They've now jumped to a 13-point favorite with Tua ruled out. Maybe Teddy's not going to play. So that one could be another just brutal game, a brutal playoff game where there's just a blowout there. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up. And, of course, new users and existing users. Every day of NFL playoffs this weekend, you can get a risk-free bet of $10. That means you place a $10 bet. If it doesn't hit, you get $10 free back in your account to then place on DraftKings Sportsbook. So head to the website or head to the uh, DraftKings, use that code DNVR, and make sure to see our show notes for details. And while you're betting on DraftKings Sportsbook on all these football games this weekend, make sure you make sure that you're drinking some Brackenridge beers. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if I'm coming down to the bar for the games this weekend. We talked a little bit about coming down Sunday potentially, um, but there's Breckenridge beers here, and that's exactly what yeah. I'll be drinking if I'm here. I think some Strawberry Skies still. Um, it's always tempting to get something else, but especially on a day when you're planning on sitting and watching football for like <laughs> 10 hours, yeah. Strawberry Skies are a good one. Yeah. You, know, you can only have so many vanilla porters before it's time it's to slow down. True. Not because they're a bad beer, but because that's a, that's a nice, big, warm, heavy beer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Strawberry Sky, the Avalanche, you really cannot go wrong. They also have a, a new beer, a new beer with the Denver Nuggets, which you should uh, check out. It's a Mile High City Golden Ale. Yep. I believe it's a Golden yep. Ale. Yep. Yep. Coolest cans out there. By far. I mean, probably. that and the Broncos Country Ale that, of course, yeah. is Breckenridge Brewery as well. Two coolest beers. When the Broncos make their new uniforms, they should just base them off that can. Ooh, now we're talking. Yeah, I think that's the move. But Breckenridge Brewery, that's the best way to spend your weekend uh, this weekend and for the next, like, four weekends because it's it's real football season. And there's yes. no Broncos to make you sad. So uh, Breckenridge beers, have some fun, watch football. Does that mean you drink more or less if there's no Broncos to make you sad? To me, it's less. I mean more. I mean more. You I drink got that more. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I'm more of you know like to drink when it's happy times. Exactly. I don't sad drink. <laughs> yeah, That's no. just concerning. Uh, what I mean for us now, we don't have to work on sat Sundays. That's so the maybe other. That flip does side. mean yeah. we can enjoy a couple more this weekend. I know. I'm really excited because Saturday my nights we can get turned fan. up a little more. Yes. I know, it's crazy. It's oh, Vikings play uh, Sunday. Sunday midday, right? Yeah. The midday. So she'll be back, and then the Nuggets are after. Ooh. And I'm pretty sure the Nuggets might be at home for that. The, the Nuggets have like eight of nine at home or yeah, something. So yeah, yeah, they're on a big stretch. So I'm kind of I'm kind of tempted, like, come down to the bar, we watch that game. Mm. But then I don't want to miss the Sunday night game by going to the Nuggets game. Right. So I guess we'd probably just stay here and watch Sunday night could be a blowout, though. It could be, but it's also playoff football. Ravens, Bengals on their third-string quarterback. <sighs> I mean, it, it uh, is yeah. playoff football. I mean, I, I'm not going to miss a playoff uh, game. No, but no. what if Lamar is like a late addition? Well, if like Lamar comes back, they're playing like, some games. No practice, and then he well, goes out after there. After I put my bet in earlier today, I hope that doesn't happen. True, I'm gonna yes. tell myself that's not happening. That that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay, so head over to Breckenridge Brewery and DraftKings. Yep. Let's get three minutes on the clock, please, Tiffany, and let's break down Jim Caldwell. I'll start off 
Okay. Jim Caldwell, a very respected coach, mm -hmm. uh, not just in the NFL, but a respected coach in college as well. Henry, he's been coaching football since 1977, longer than Jerry Rosberg's been coaching. He joined the <laughs> NFL uh, in 2000, was an assistant for a long time with Peyton Manning. He was Peyton Manning's quarterback coach and assistant head coach for seven years before taking over as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts and Peyton Manning, where he led them his very first season as a head coach to a 14 and two record then they went to the playoffs the next year then Peyton Manning got hurt in 2011 that they went two and 14 and then they fired him a couple years later what does he do something that's not talked about enough about Jim Caldwell right when the Ravens fired their offensive coordinator mid-season in their 2012 playoff run they hired him to be their interim head coach he was their quarterback head coach I'm sorry they hired him to be their interim offensive coordinator he took over play calling duties and of course, we know what happened. They beat the Broncos in the playoffs with Joe Flacco's incredible bomb. Joe Flacco went on an incredible playoff run. What was it? 11 touchdowns, no interceptions under Jim Caldwell. He was the architect of that Super Bowl run on the offensive side. Then he gets hired by the Vi or by the Lions mm -hmm. in 2014. What does he do with the Detroit Lions in three in four years, Henry? He has three winning seasons with the Detroit Lions. Something Matthew Stafford, I believe, had four winning seasons during his time in Detroit. Three of them came under Jim Caldwell. Yeah, I mean, you have to like that. There's so much to like about Jim Caldwell. Again, it's weird that he hasn't had more opportunities. Yeah. I think both times he was fired, you could really make the case that he shouldn't have been. You know, yep. when you when you talk about the 2-14 and 14 season with the Colts, well, yeah, they didn't have Peyton Manning. <laughs> right. The team is built around Peyton Manning. Yep. A lot of things change. The man won two games with Jim Sorgi. I guess you'd, you'd, <laughs> you hope for better, but right. again, the, the track record it was there before. Um, you also look at the, the tenure at the Lions that you brought up. I mean, that's a lot of success yeah. for, for being in Detroit. So you look at both of those. You look at the fact that he's been you know a quarterback's coach, an offensive coordinator. Um, I think that... He probably isn't too hands-on with the offense when he comes to Denver. He is probably more that CEO type, but he's the kind of guy who we, we talked about this season saying, like, it'd be nice if you just had a veteran in that room. And that's exactly what Jim Caldwell can be, is somebody who says, bad idea, good idea, let's do all this. Like, <laughs> he knows how to coach football. He has experience. He has success. Uh, he's won two Super Bowls, uh, not as a head coach necessarily, but has been a part of those programs. Yep. There's just so much to like other than the fact that he's been out of the game for a few years, and, and so people have kind of forgotten about him. And that's a really good point, and we'll end that there. But, Henry, that's a really good point. He So since being uh, in the NFL, was Detroit his last full-time gig yes it was because because then so he got fired in 2017 after going nine and seven with Detroit by yeah. the way in his four years with the Lions one losing season but overall a winning record in his career as a head coach 62 and 50 and keep in mm -hmm. mind four of those seven years were with the Detroit Lions that he yep. was able to do with that with so that's impressive but then after he got fired in 2017 he took 2018 off then he was an assistant coach well an associate head coach with the Dolphins in 2019 2020 2021 and 2022 he was out of the game and that is kind of a concerning thing mm -hmm. to me not why he was out of the game I'm sure Jim Caldwell could have been an offensive coordinator or a quarterbacks coach slash assistant head coach uh, for some time now uh, in these past few years if he wanted to be 
But maybe he's just trying to be a head coach, and that's all he wants. I understand that, but also the game has changed a decent yep. amount in the past, really, since he since he left uh, after 2017. I know he's been in one year, but that's still five years that he's been out, of, or I should say four out of the past five years that he's been out of the game. That does concern me a little bit, especially mm-hmm. when, when he's a 67-year-old coach. That, to me, is the biggest downfall and biggest question mark. Definitely. Um, the other thing is that Peyton Manning vouches for him. Uh, you know, he's really tight with Peyton. Obviously, spent a couple years as his coach. I think won 14 games that first year yep, with Peyton. Exactly. That's a crazy number for a first-year head coach. But, I mean, if Peyton Manning vouches for the guy, that has to mean something. It does mean something. And uh, let's not overlook this because Peyton Manning, not only having support mm-hmm. from Peyton Manning is a really good thing, but to be his quarterback coach for seven years yes. than his head coach for three years, no one was closer in that organization mm-hmm. with Jim Caldwell than Peyton Manning and vice versa as well. And if the Broncos want any shot of bringing Peyton Manning into the organization, mm-hmm. this may be the best thing that they can do is hire Jim Caldwell to be the head coach. And I'm not talking about having Peyton Manning be the quarterback's coach, having Peyton Manning be the offensive coordinator. I'm talking about at minimum having Peyton Manning be your general manager, be your president of football operations slash general manager. And with that, he would also get a piece of ownership with that. I think that's the only way you're bringing Peyton in is if you're giving him full control of football operations plus ownership in that. So that's obviously a much bigger conversation. But if you want your foot in the door with Peyton to open up these conversations, You bring Jim Caldwell in, a guy who's extremely close Mm -hmm. with him from a football relationship standpoint and a guy that values him so much. My goodness, I don't know. I I don't think you make a head coaching move based on what you can do after that. Um, And so you you don't do it purely because of that. But boy, to me, is that a great cherry on top? Yep. And I still don't think Peyton would accept any of that. I think he's too busy with his other stuff. I still think he'd... Unless that slice of ownership's big enough. That's why <sighs> I do think... It would have to be so big, though. Well, and that's why I do think there's... It's not just giving him the GM response. You, you mm-hmm. have to give him, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars by giving him a slice yep. of ownership. You would have to. But I still think he's, he has time. I don't think he's in a rush. I think he has time to, to sit back, see if he can build enough money to to buy a team for himself or, or, or buy into half of a team for himself or something like that. I think if, if that doesn't happen and 10 years from now, he's, he's still saying, well, I do want to be an owner. It doesn't look like I'm ever going to have a chance to, to be a controlling owner or do whatever. The rumor of the Manning family stuff, buying the team that's still out there. I still think he has other things he's focused on at this point, but you know, this this is the one way you could have a chance. It is the one way you could have a chance, and I think he turns it down. I also wouldn't be surprised, though, if he was the one who said, hey, guys, interview my guy Jim Caldwell. Yeah. Can you guys do that for me? And and they said, you know what, Peyton, for you, we'll give the guy an interview. <laughs> and I think there's only like three or four people alive who, if they went to that ownership group and said, you guys should really talk to this guy, Yeah, they would listen. And maybe it's just two. Maybe it's just Peyton and it's John Elway. I don't know if there's anybody else who could have the clout where they say, you know what, we'll do that. We will appease you. And I don't even know if they would listen to John Elway they on might that not. after his coaching hires. Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, I should say his last two coaching hires. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, it's a, it's a really good point and something that you just you can't completely rule out just how much of an influence Peyton Manning could have on Jen Caldwell and on the Broncos, totally. a, as you said. 
With Jim Caldwell, how would you feel about it in two weeks from today we get news that he's hired as the next head coach? Uh, so I mean, the last time we did our rankings, I had either Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh first. I can't yep, remember which yep. one. The other one second, and Jim Caldwell was my third. Okay. I think that there's a lot to like about it. Um, you know, maybe not the flashiest hire, but it's somebody who has been a head coach, knows how to be a head coach, and can probably build a really good staff because of all of the stops that he's made because of all of his connections. And and I think things would go well. I look at him as sort of like a John Fox type, you know, I don't look at him and say like, Oh, this is going to be awesome. Here here comes uh, the, 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 a dominant stretch. I don't, I don't know. You know, I can't say a ceiling isn't as high as Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh because I do think it, it, it he has a very high ceiling. Like he is capable of winning Super Bowls. He's been to Super Bowls. He's been on staffs that won Super Bowls. So I do think the ceiling is there. It's just the the flashiness is not really there and the yeah. excitement is not yeah. really there. And what is all that really worth though? I mean, it's not college football. Like you don't need to have that. You just need a good coach, and it, I think he's a good coach. It's true. For, from a fan's perspective, it wouldn't have that splash and sizzle. Exactly. But fans uh, would ultimately want the team to be nine and seven next year, then the following yep. year, ten and si- ten or ten and seven, and just be moving in that right direction. With Jim Caldwell, you, you said it spot on here. You're getting a really good coach with him now. Is he a guy that is going to be like a Sean Payton and flip the offense into a top five offense? No. In fact, when you look at where the teams were in Detroit and even in Indianapolis, I think one year in Indy, he had like a top three offense. Peyton Manning really helped with that. The other years in Detroit, even with Matthew Stafford, who could put up yards and put up points, they were still uh, 10 to 15 to 18 offense in the NFL. So sometimes even below average, but even with that, and even with not even great defense, he was still able to guide these teams to winning records more times Mm -hmm. than not. He had had a winning season five of his seven years as a head coach. So he's a really good coach that's going to bring stability and something that I'll just harp on continuously with the, with some of these guys and Caldwell's one of them is you're not going to be embarrassed and you're not going to have games that are unacceptable like they were with Nathaniel Hackett and what eventually got Nathaniel Hackett to be fired. So I think that's what you're getting with Jim Caldwell is stability, someone that the front office would be comfortable with. Henry, what are the chances? Does he have a shot? He does have a shot. He does have a shot. Um, like I said, I still think it's it's probably Sean Payton number one, Jim Caldwell number two, Dan Quinn number three. But you know, if, if Sean Payton says, you know what, I, I'm not interested, and then they go to Jim Caldwell and he says, oh, actually, I prefer the Colts, which seems to be Jim where Harbaugh. things are. Tra- yes, sorry, Jim Harbaugh says I want the Colts, and then all of a sudden you get to Dan Quinn, and for some reason that falls through too. I wouldn't be surprised if Jim Caldwell is number four on that list. Yep. I think that that would probably be where I place him right now and I think there's a better chance that Jim Caldwell overtakes Dan Quinn than you know D'Amico Ryans or one of those guys takes takes over uh, uh, Jim Caldwell's fourth spot on that list he's he's tied at three for me as well obviously okay. there's there's the tier one of Peyton and Harbaugh yep. then your tier two right now for me is Dan Quinn and Jim Caldwell. I'm going to give Dan Quinn a slight edge right now, but I think they're mm-hmm. both right there in the top of tier two. So I think they both really have a shot, uh, it, Dan Quinn and Jim Caldwell. But as we said with, with Evero, not really a shot. Opposite with uh, Jim Caldwell, I do think he has a shot. Mm-hmm. 
I totally agree. And it's going to be interesting to see just how these interviews continue to unfold. Henry, from what I'm hearing, I don't think we're done adding candidates to the list. We found out about Jim Caldwell today. Yeah. I think we're going to find out about another candidate or two at the end of this week before they can officially start interviewing the D'Amico Ryans, uh, the Raheem Morrises, the uh, Sean Paytons, and the Dan Quinns next week. But, of course, stick with us because we're going to be talking about it every single day. And, of course, stick with our friends over at Game Time to get in on all of the sporting events. We talk about the the teams local here in Colorado, but if you're outside of the state, still check out our link at game time to find tickets to all the sporting events you could imagine. You want to go to a playoff game this weekend in the NFL? Check out our friends over at game time. You want to go to a Nuggets game or an Avs game? Henry was talking about the Nuggets game on Sunday. Get over to game time. Click on the link in our description. It's in our YouTube description. It's also in our description on podcast. Click on that. It'll take you to the games that you want to go to. Use our link. It helps us. And also, I promise you, there's no better spot to get tickets than over at game time. So check them out. Yep. Just looking right now. Suns are in town tonight. National broadcast, ESPN. And those are the games to go to. Those are so much fun in person because they have like the long timeouts and do cool things. But $14. You can get a pair of tickets, $14 each. And that that includes fees. They're $6 without fees, but $14. Get lower level for like $50. Courtside for... Like seventeen hundred, which I guess isn't a great deal, but, but but still, I mean, maybe you'll be sitting next to Jerry Judy. Who knows? That is, they've been going to a lot of games, and yeah. the thing about Jerry Judy is, we talked to him after the first time he was courtside, and that was the Memphis game. He said he was there to see Jaw. Then yep. we saw him there on Monday when the Nuggets were playing the Lakers. Yep. So he says he's probably there to see LeBron, who's yep. a late scratch. Yep. I think we're, he's got to be being won over by these Nuggets. I think going there, watching, seeing what those guys do, I, 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 I wish him? I wish we had more time to talk to Jerry over the next couple months and ask him where he's at with the Nuggets. It's true. Um, but yeah, game time is awesome stuff. Also, if you're not interested in basketball, maybe maybe you're interested in rugby. You want to see some yeah. guys tackle each other and wrestle and tape their ears down so they don't get pulled off or whatever. Um, the American Raptors are our local rugby team, and they're a pretty cool program because the way that they handle things is that they try to take athletes from other sports, you know, a couple guys who had short stints in the NFL, stuff like that, bring them in, teach them how to play rugby, try to get them onto the U.S. national team, which trains at the same facilities out in Glendale, Infinity Park, um, and the best part is that uh, the tickets are free. So if you go to AmericanRaptors.com, you can get some free tickets. Uh, you can also follow along with the DMVR Rugby Podcast. Uh, stay up to date with all all that's going on in American rugby and world rugby uh, with our guy Colton Strickler. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we really appreciate all of you for tuning in. Again, hit us with a thumbs up if you don't mind uh, if you're tuning in on YouTube. We got a lot of you tuning in on YouTube, so we'd really appreciate that. And we also just really appreciate all of you rolling with us. Of yep. course, in the off season, we're going to be going live at noon every single day. So you can just set this on your calendar. We're going to be going live Monday through Friday. And of course, anything big breaks on the weekends, we'll be jumping in live too. Speaking of you guys and gals, let's hop into the comment section and talk to the people. Let's hit a couple of super chats first 
First one coming in from Zachary says, also, or his first one is, do you guys think Broderick Jones is viable at our current draft spot? If not, I'd really want George Payton to trade up. Gotta shore up that right tackle if we want to go far. And then he follows this mm-hmm. up by saying, "Is there any good free agent right tackles this year?" So thank you much for the thank you so much for the mm-hmm. super chat, Zachary. He's all about the right tackle. Henry, tell me about him. So I dropped that mock off season yesterday, which was way too long because <laughs> I spent a week making it. So make sure to go over to thednvr.com yep. to check it out. No paywall or anything, but I went through and did like who. First of all, who do you hire as head coach and all that stuff. And it was Jim Harbaugh, spo- spoiled that point, built out the staff um, for him. From there, you go through, like, who do the Broncos resign? Who do they not resign? Why? What are those deals like? And then you get to free agency. Um, so I've spent a lot of time thinking about this right tackle position recently. And Broderick Jones was actually who I had the Broncos taking with that first round pick. Love it. It might be a bit of a long shot for him to be there. That there. Again, yeah. the, the tough part so. is, though, are, are the 49ers going to the Super Bowl? Like, are they losing in the first round? No. You don't think so? Who do they have first round? Seahawks. I they I don't them, think so. They beat them twice in the regular season, which could mean that, True. The, that the Seahawks are just going to lose a third time. Or you can say it's going to be too difficult to well, beat a team three times in a row. I know. There's that. So we'll see where exactly that draft pick falls. That's kind of the tough part of answering this question. Yeah. When there's like a 14-pick range yeah. right now. Um, it probably is a little optimistic to say the Broncos can get him there. But who knows how everything will play out. Um, he's, I, I like him for the Broncos because he's a little bit smaller for a tackle. That's why he could be there. You okay. know, if he was like the six foot seven lengthy guy, then he'd probably be a top five, top 10 pick. Yeah. But instead he's like six foot four, a little bit boxier. And that's why people say like, I, I don't know if he can be a left tackle. Uh, he's probably more of a right tackle, maybe even a guard. And that's why I think he fits pretty well in Denver because you have your left tackle. So I think that he would be kind of like the, the perfect fit to plug in on that right side. Um, in terms of free agents, I don't love the options. Um, you don't you don't love Juwan James? No, oh God, no, I do you, not love Juwan James. You don't love Billy Turner? I don't love Billy Turner. You don't love uh, Cameron Fleming? I don't. Actually, I think bringing him back to you know compete for that job and probably just be a backup okay. makes a lot of sense, right? As a starter, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. I was gonna say as as a backup, sure, but these yep. are all names that aren't sexy. There's one sexy name out there. Yeah, it's Orlando Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I would imagine the Chiefs find a way to lock him yep. up for a long time. A young guy who obviously has been very good for them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they do, but as of now, mm-hmm. he's set to be a free agent. Yep, he's and gonna the- cost. A ton. And that's the thing. Is like he's twenty three million dollars probably. Yep. And on top of that, you know, he is that six foot eight, just freakish tackle. Right. Where it's like I don't. He might not even be a great fit anyway. Obviously, right. if you can get him, you'd love to have him. But is that what you want to spend all that money on? Same thing with like Mike McGlinchey. Yeah. Who's exciting, but again, six seven, six eight. Maybe maybe this time around, you look for value guys who are valuable because they just don't quite have that length. And because oh. they fit a little bit better. Henry, I can't go down the value route. Uh. I, I think my guys are first-round guy, as we've yep. talked about, uh, or McGlinchey. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be 
he, I think he'd be good enough where he would be your right tackle, no questions yep. about it, and you just don't have to worry about that position. As of right now, Spot Rack says Spotrack, Spot Rack. Yeah, I always say Spot Rack, Nobody but really I think it's knows. actually yeah, it's true. Pick a real word if you want people to say it right. <laughs> um, they have him getting like a four-year, forty-three million dollar contract, which is a a, a pretty good. It's Sign in that range. Up. It's Sign in that range. Up. That seems too good to be true. It does. We'll see. Like we'll see 15. what actually happens. But yeah, if you guys want all my thoughts on this stuff, again, that super long, all the way yep. through, who's on the fifty-three man roster? I fixed the offensive line the way I think the Broncos should. Hell yeah! Um, How many new starters? Don't tell me who. They can read it. Three. Yep, three new starters. Man, that'd be an overhaul. Wouldn't that be nice? I love it. I love it. Yep, blow some money in free agency. Blow that first round pick. Blow you guys can all. go look. Yep. <laughs> yeah, go go check it out. And Zachary again with another super chat. Thank you. He says, no prob boys. By the way, Zach is better than my full name. Oh, oh Zach. Okay. okay, so now we know. So Zach Gardner. Zach Gardner. Zach. Almost like Sauce Gardner. Almost. Yeah. But not quite. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And of course, I like the name Zach. Wonder if they're related. Especially, he spells it Zach. So that is little off, see, little off. Allie yesterday spelled your name with a K. Yeah, she did. And uh, she she blamed it. She I she actually mentioned it to me before even I was oh, able wow. to see the text. She's like, I'm sorry. It was my Apple watch. She blamed on the Apple watch. Ugh. So, well, I don't know. No. I don't know. Yeah, no, well, I don't know if I buy it. Um, but let's hop into the comments on the website right now. First one coming in from Kendall Hinton Hall of Famer says long time. No comment, but happy New Year's, guys. Now that we're at the end of the season, I truly have no words for how god awful and unimaginably horrible this was. Very happy to see us get a win at the end of the season that Russ could still be the guy. I think our third string play caller and third string coach doing so well shows that there really can be something to gain from moving on from coaches earlier. Imagine the different position we might be in if we moved on from Vic right away. We could have even already had someone on the coaching staff who's a gem in the rough and never have gotten Hackett in the first place. Lesson learned. What's the saying? If do something, if you're going to do something, do it immediately. Something. If you're going to do something eventually, do it immediately. Yeah. That's it. Ryan always says it. We don't have to know it because Ryan always says, what must be done... Yes, what, what must be done eventually... Should be done immediately? Something like that, sure. Uh, we get the point. <laughs> oh, wow. You can't drop links in the uh, YouTube comments. Apparently, there's like an auto-moderator. It, it's on the front page, though. It's on the front page, thedmvr.com. And, uh, it, I mean, predicting every move of the Broncos offseason. It'll be pretty obvious what it is. There we go. It's also yep. over at uh, dnvr underscore Broncos on Twitter. Yep. Or you can find it on, of course, Hank's... Uh, Twitter account as well. Next comment from Jay Benson 318 says, I would first like to say thank you to the whole crew at DNVR for making this painful season more enjoyable and tolerable. Without the pod, I don't think I would have been nearly as engaged as I've been all season. Thanks for the mm -hmm. great coverage. Thank you so much, Jay Benson. Says, on a different subject, I think Zach Hank and many other people need to apologize to Jerry Judy. Everyone <laughs> was ready to ship him out for a second or third round pick and a ham sandwich if they could get it. Sometimes the best moves are the ones you don't make. Obviously, time will tell but i am glad we have him and look forward to what sean payton can do with a weapon like that thanks again for the amazing coverage and i look forward to the great offseason pods cheers okay jay benson i'm not gonna apologize because let's look at what jerry judy is hank i think you're crazy and i mentioned it earlier that you think you could maybe get a top 10 pick for jerry i said i don't even know if you can get a, a late first round pick I still think his value is late first, early second. And so saying a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. that the Broncos should consider trading him for a second-round pick, 
I think that's honestly still where it's at. I think you could really? definitely get a second round pick for Jerry. I think you might yes, be able could. to get a first round pick for him. But I know he just came off 193 yards from scrimmage game. I know he came off 154 yards receiving game. How many yards did he end up with this year? Just under 1,000. Just under 1,000. How many guys are above him? 20? I would that that's what I would guess. Yeah. And I'll look that up in a second. I would say there's about 20 guys above him. So let's just keep it in check mm-hmm. with where the rest of the NFL is. And, and remember, this isn't against Jerry Judy. Remember when Cortland Sutton was a Pro Bowl a couple of years ago, a Pro mm-hmm. Bowler a couple of years ago? He had a thousand yard season. And it's like, boy, this guy is this guy one of the top receivers mm-hmm. in the NFL? That year he was the 17th leading receiver in the NFL. There's still yeah. so many guys above these guys. So to say that Jerry, after having his best season of his career, is is now worth a, a top pick in the draft, I think is stretching it a, a little too far. Uh, a f- late first round, I think you start talking about, and I think that's where his value truly is. So saying a couple of weeks ago that his value was a second round, a second and a third, is not a disrespectful thing to Jerry Judy. Except that receivers are just worth so much at this point. Like Chase Claypool went for a second. And again, like he's underperformed. Like they didn't get what they expected. Well, what has Chase Claypool done in his career, though? He had the really good rookie year, but then had fallen off since. Um, and I just want to keep this in comparison totally. when, when when talking about just how good Jerry Judy has been. Claypool went for eight seventy three as a rookie, eight sixty the second year, and then had three hundred and eleven receipt. No. 140 receiving yards in seven games this season before the trade. Yeah, so, so again, 451 total this year. Yeah. Um, and so kind of Jerry Judy, right? I mean, the, Jerry's uh, had a 900-yard season. But um, Claypool hasn't. Yeah, but I mean, we're, we're talking about like within 100 yards yeah. of each other. But I do think, Jerry, if 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 the, the trade was made at the same time, you know, if, if the Bears were reaching out for Claypool and for Jerry, they would absolutely have taken Jerry over Claypool. Potentially. I think I, I think that's a pretty easy decision. Okay. So if he goes for a second then, and now he's turned it up since then, I I, th- I think that he'd be worth a little bit more. You know, Kadarius Toney being worth a third and a sixth. Um, Jalen Rager wor- worth, I guess that's a conditional fourth with a seventh. So that one's um, tougher. So Marquise Brown and a third for a first. Just to put it into perspective right now, where Jerry's at, Jerry finished with the 23rd most receiving yards in the NFL, and he finished with the 40th most catches. Now, of course, he missed some time, but most of these receivers, when I'm looking at the list, missed some time. Again, I'm not putting Jerry Judy down. Mm -hmm. Uh, Saying he would go for a late first rounder, uh, maybe even somewhere in the 20s, is not is not something against True. Jerry Judy. Um, I just want to keep into perspective where he's at with the rest of the league right now. Yep, yep. And I still think, and I said all along, unless I get a first, I'm not trading him. And now at this point, unless I get a, a top 10 pick, I'm not trading him. And that's just where I think the, the value is. Like, I, I, it just doesn't seem worth it to take pick 15, 16, 17 for him because you're just opening up a hole that who would you want to fill it? Jerry Judy would be a good option right there. This isn't a bad thing again, yep. but if you want a top 10 pick, he's staying on the Broncos. Yep. Which, again, not a bad I thing. I think makes sense for everybody, yes. Very fair. And last comment coming in from Big Wood. Said, my comment is a couple days late. Long drive Monday after a lot of partying Sunday at the tailgate during the game in downtown Denver after mm-hmm. the game. A win hasn't felt that good in a long, long time. 
Thank you guys again for all the fun at the tailgates this year. You guys are awesome. I can't wait till next season. P.S. Can we convince Russ to bring this back? Broncos country? Let's ride. <laughs> wow. I think that's gone. It, it is definitely. You will never hear "Let's Ride" from a Bronco or from the uh, like the, the Broncos staff in any way. The, the "Let's Ride" flags are done. "Let's Ride" is dead. The flags aren't done though. We saw them out there this Sunday. That was that was it though. You think I that's think, it? I think that's it. Those are not back next year. That's uh, for sure. Yeah, it's probably time to move away from that. And you know what? Credit mm-hmm. to Russ. He moved on from it. What middle of the season? Yep. My question is: Will there be a new phrase next year, or do they just go phraseless? You go phraseless. I think you learned yep. your lesson the extremely brutal and hard way this year. You definitely did. You know You're- what? The, the, there's nothing wrong with what he did with the Seahawks. He said, go Hawks after every single press conference. Why not just to go Broncos? I, What's wrong with that? No, I, I you don't can even say think it you need a catchphrase. No, 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 you don't. But just, just yeah. saying that, if he wants to end every press conference with something, there's nothing wrong yeah. with doing what he did in Seattle. Go so Broncos. Easy. So easy. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and then you can do that when it's good. When it's bad, you can drop it sometimes, and it's not a big deal. You can bring it yeah. back sometimes. Because all you're yeah. doing is showing support for your team. Yep. And what I will say is that I would personally just choose no catchphrase. Just We, we can go a season without catchphrase. What I wouldn't want to do is be the guy who tries to convince Russell Wilson not to have a catchphrase. Because uh, Russell Wilson's a guy who really likes having catchphrases. I think that's got to come from either within himself mm-hmm. or within his circle in order for it to like really hit home and i think that's why it took many weeks probably after he should have dropped let's ride for it to actually hit yeah because yeah. remember he kept doing it remember the saddest one we ever saw uh, yes i do remember yeah that was terrible yeah it was uh oh. and people in the comment section again are saying he was so close jerry was so close mm-hmm. to a thousand yards stop this zach I'm just putting it into perspective. Yeah. A thousand yards is not what it used to be when like, no. you know, 20 years ago, five guys were getting a thousand yeah. yards. Now there's, there's 20, 30 people a year getting a thousand yards. So yep. Just, just keep that in mind. Okay. Yep. Totally. I mean, there were 22,000 yard receivers, Jerry, Judy, I think next year, if, if you had to make a bet right now, Jerry I'm taking Judy, the over. 1,000 yards? Yeah. I think everybody would take Jerry Judy have 1,000 yards. Yep, I, I, I'm doing it as but well. But he does need to do it at some point. And right. The other tough conversation is, like, it's hard to put up 1,000 yards in a bad offense. Yes, that is true. Also, the offense is made up of the players in the offense, and Jerry Judy is a part of that offense. Right. Like, you, it's tough to separate him and be like, well, maybe everybody's dragging him down, but also, if it was Justin Jefferson right there, Justin Jefferson winds up with a thousand yards a season, you know. So, so it is kind of on him as well to elevate the offense to that level. Maybe not entirely, obviously, but one eleventh of it is Jerry Judy's job to to make that a good offense. Well, I think it's a fair point, and uh, people are just gonna say, "Well, Russ was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league." Mm-hmm. I can name some other guys that did not play with good quarterbacks mm-hmm. that still had more yards. So it's you're, you're right. It's not all on Jerry Judy. Of course not. I'm very encouraged with Jerry. As we started the show off with claps for Jerry Mm -hmm. Judy, saying he's absolutely trending in the right direction. Uh, So we we just need to put it in perspective where where he still is. I think he's trending in absolutely the right direction. If Jerry Judy played for the Chiefs this season, how many yards do you think he puts up? (sighs) I mean, definitely over 1,000. Definitely. Um, Of course, any receiver playing in Kansas City is going to have a massive bump. I'd set the line at like... 1280 
Yeah, and I probably I probably take the over. I think I'd take the over too. I, I would take the over too. That's why it is the easiest decision ever to pick up the fifth year option, yes. make it twelve million dollars. You don't have to worry about it, and then. You don't have to worry about him going to the Chiefs or anywhere else. It is kind of crazy looking at those fifth-year options. Yeah. Like, I think Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, those fifth-year options are going to cost over $30 million. Wow. Like, it's not like it's, like, this incredible deal. Like, it, it, that is it a good deal. It still is in the quarterback market, It saves, like, market, $10, $15 million, probably. 20 25 once we get to those? Potentially. But that's the other thing with Jerry Judy. I mean, that $12 million right now would be 29th among receivers, yep. which is a good deal. More receivers are going to get paid before between now and when that kicks in. Yep. No reason that couldn't get him to be the 35th, 40th paid receiver. I, even in that class, C.D. Lamb's options more because he's made a Pro Bowl. Right. So, so that is a steal to get wide receiver 23 by production at, at, at worst at the 29th yep. salary. 100%. And on top of that, you expect 29 to fall and 23 to actually be better because he's held back by this offense a little. Yep, absolutely. Man, what a show. Broke down multiple show. players getting big awards. Yep. Broke down multiple coaches getting in-person interviews mm-hmm. with the Broncos. And you know what, Hank? We'll be right back tomorrow we doing will. this again. Stay tuned because I think the Broncos might be interviewing someone else tomorrow. But if not, we're going to be all over this coaching search. So stay tuned. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out and have a wonderful Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow.
time.